G'dads is brought to you by Collector's King. They are always for collectors. It's a brand new product they always sell at retail. They carry all the TCGs in addition to Pokemon. Their mission is to bring more people into their hobby and provide product at fair prices. Come join the collector army and start the hobby revolution. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Collectible Kings. That's collectible with a K for information on all their online product drops. And also by Gamers Move. Get your nerd on at GamersMove.com for all video game news, eSport news, podcasts, your lovely Pokedads, anything else your nerdy heart can think of at GamersMove.com. This week on Pokedads, there's some Twitter chatter going around about some money situations. And uh, Pokedads, you know, we're going we're gonna to put our thoughts into it. You think we did a good job, Drew? Or did we yes. fail the people? No, I think we have great opinions and we rounded out the entirety of the topic to its fullest and probably talked too much about everything else. Like always. <laughs> it's, it's the Pokedads way or not. And then uh, Aaron decided to uh, hang out with us this week, so we're super happy to have you. You are back. both welcome. Glad to be back. Um, <laughs> we also talk about some Lost Abyss cards and almost skipped one that almost gave Drew a heart attack. It said that he would have left the podcast if we didn't talk about it. Yep. I threatened. So, I but still, I, I still might do it right before my one year. <laughs> <laughs> seems like it seems like a good thing. So <laughs> strap in, have some popcorn and uh, let's roll. Mm-hmm. Pokédads, welcome to another exciting episode of Pokédads, a Pokémon TCG podcast. The podcast is trying to get rid of the negative name of Pokédads. It's not just a bad thing at tournaments. It's a podcast that helps people grow. <laughs> Follow us anywhere on social media at Pokédads TCG, or if you're here on Twitch, it's just Pokédads. And uh, yeah, hit us up on our text line for questions of the week, all uh, your polls. Uh, we've got a lot of gold Mewtwo's this past week, so thank you guys so much. Hey, I'm Jelly. Uh, the card's still hovering around 50 bucks, so that's, uh, that's a pretty sick poll in this set. Uh, hit it us at 815-720202. I'm your host, Pokedad Rick, and only person that's with me right now is intern Drew. What's up, man? How are you? Oh, I'm good. Uh, are we not going to acknowledge the very handsome man in the corner? <laughs> wow. And to be fair, I'm in Who? the middle of both of you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't hear... Just the way you... I like it. <laughs> yeah. do, do you hear something? You know, I, I don't hear anything, talk right? on mute the entire stream for them and talk to just the, you know, so you guys can be able to hear it on the podcast. But fuck them. We're just going to have a fucking grass day. Woo! <laughs> so, Aaron... Uh-huh. Uh, thank you for uh, taking out your busy schedule to uh, mm. play a video game and hang out with us. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Our uh, our question of the week last week was, yeah. uh, why did Aaron show up for the pod? <laughs> yeah. Oh, who won? Who won? That's the important question. 
Uh, Eric, with uh, last four digits, 7502, I will start now just revealing the winners on each episode because uh, I want to spread it out more. I want people to know. And please post that stuff. Like, anywhere you do social media, when you get the cards, plaster it, let the world know that, like, we do give away our packs, you know? And sometimes it's like, they're like, do you really do? I'm like, yes. Yes. The hyper rare Charizard? No, we kept it. No, no, I'm joking. That's all good, man. <laughs> but, Who wants a hyper uh, rare Charizard story. in the first place? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck exactly. that shit. <laughs> but um, anyways, Aaron, what's up, man? How how is the new Monster Hunter? Um, I've our it, reviews were it, like kind of blah, but the monsters are fabulous. I mean, I actually I just beat the like the story boss, the final boss, which is exactly called because. You know, the monster community is a good community where they don't go, here's the name of the bad guy, so you know who it is. They actually, like, you know, are spoiler-free for a little while. It's really nice. Um, so I just beat the final boss earlier today for the story. Um, I have, like, two pages of notes for the monsters I'm going to be turning, because I'm turning them all into stat blocks. So it was for research purposes, which was great, because I kept talking to my wife. I'm like, I'm going to go do research now, and then go downstairs. <laughs> 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 like it it's terrible but i like it um uh, that's sick man but you know i really sick. enjoyed the game story i thought it was interesting they some of the especially on the end of the story some like the immersion and the details they put in just like even just the map were really fucking cool they also obviously stole the idea from me you're welcome capcom is that is that so, how it works so, some of the stories i've done in some of my D games are like i kind of related to which obviously it's just i think it's pretty just standard thing but it's just kind of an ongoing joke for like things that I've done in my D and D stuff that like Wizard of the Coast has done afterwards that I've already done, so it's just a joke. <laughs> just don't, <laughs> don't, don't take it seriously, <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny. At least That's to me, good man. How um how's life? How's the diet? How's everything? Uh, life's good. Oh, we're off the keto diet and just doing just kind of a standard normal diet at the moment. It's just so expensive right now because of all the inflation stuff like that. So we're just kind of doing just a standard diet now at this point. Um. We just, hey. what's up? But uh, hooray for uh, we don't have sale tax on groceries for a year. It's true. It's true. Woo. Yeah, woo. <laughs> uh, until like, we get them back in a year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and nothing else has gone down. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, no, we're doing good. Um, we're still working on some projects. The wife just uh, priced out. We're doing a long buffet on our side wall um, in our uh, dining room. The whole way down okay. across um so she just priced out all that's so gonna cost us like 300 bucks to build it and put it all together so that'll give us more storage more space make it look nicer and kind of fill a lot of that void space that we have um there so looking forward to doing that we already got some of the stuff we already had here um you can see it obviously the stream can't but oh you might go see it but back behind me there are no cabinets there anymore they're gone they're upstairs now and they're gonna be part of the buffet and then we're doing that's pretty yeah. that's pretty sick. I, I just think we need to start a campaign though. Let Aaron build his desk campaign. This is all part of that. We're getting we're all in that because it's like literally those have been moved, so I can build in Hillis shelves, which are actually you can see a couple of them right over there as well. Those are part of the, the process. We are in the process of doing that as well. There's like three things going on right now, and it's still going good. What's that? What's best is uh, we're coming up to Drew's one year anniversary yeah. of joining the pod. And uh, when he came on a couple of weeks before that was uh, the talk of the desk again getting done. And then here we are almost Hell a year yeah. in. And the desk is we, so we, to be fair, my wife has ADHD 
and I'm a really good procrastinator. <laughs> I'm going to actually, when we're done with this, I'm going to take a picture because like, I have a fold-out table here. It's what my computer's been on this entire time. And there are literal indents, like rounded indents, where my wrist sits on it. So I will take a picture when we're done. And this we have this thing all like taken out just to show you like what I've done to this table over the years. And this was like a brand new table when we got it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Drew, what's up, man? How's how's life? How's work? Has it calmed down since after the fourth? Oh, we're done. We are finally Ooh. out of the thick of it. So we had fourth of July, which was like a banger of a holiday for people, you know, shopping and stuff like that. And then Immediately following that, we had like the second highest CEO of the company I work for come and walk our building specifically, not mm. just like loop our area and hit all of the stores in that specific region. It was just us. So we were really burning the midnight oil and just working our tails off, trying to get everything done, getting really nice and stuff like that. And I, I was exhausted and, you know, it was nice to have like, sunday and then the fourth of july off to do absolutely nothing to mentally prepare myself for the um terrible week i was about to have but it's over so everything is good uh, i got to play some cards yesterday which was fun and yeah just been kind of grinding ptcgo playing a little bit of halo here and there and yeah we're back to normal have you, you uh <laughs> have you been rocking the the sun and moon deck that everyone's been playing for the past five days uh, i played it with mewtwo vstar um, which is kind of fun. I think I'm going to like it better with the Clefairy engine because that's the way I have it proxied, and those Clefairies come out in Lost Origin. Mm -hmm. So uh, it plays very similarly. But yeah, it's it's a cute deck, but I don't think I like it as just straight Lunin's own Soul Rock. Um, I think I like it with the Mewtwo better just because, you know, single prize decks can get away from you very, very fast. Uh, and, and if other people are listening to the pod, which they very much so do... Um, Damage kind of spread right now is is a real thing, and if you put Manaphy down at any point in the game, don't expect it to be there very long. Yeah, I was gonna say for the audience and Aaron, uh, what what's the Sun and Moon deck anyway? What are the two Pokemon? What's what's the engine that makes it run? Yeah, uh, it's uh, Lunatone, Solrock, and Solrock has the ability to accelerate a psychic energy from the discard pile onto your Lunatone, and because it's a single prize Pokemon, you can run the Scoop Up Net engine. And pick it up and do it again and pick it up and do it again. And you could put a bunch of soul rocks in play to really power up a bunch of the moons. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. We've uh, it feels like a dynamotor blacephalon, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I'm out. It's it, it has the ability to get pretty dicey, yeah, but at the end of the day, it has little to no draw power because your bench space is all. Lunatone Soul Rock. So you're really just drawing with Trekking Shoes and uh, Radiant Ninja. Ninja. Yeah. And and if you get those off of the field, easy breezy. Beautiful. Cover Squirrel. Aaron, it's it's insane. You're going to at least do 120 by t like going second. It's like it's just like plop, plop, get it out, take a one prize, and then <laughs> you just keep going from there. Um, But Aaron, yeah, I've totally forgot. How was your fourth? Uh, fourth, we didn't do anything honestly. It was literally just yeah. a normal weekend for us. Um, I know some of our friends went up to a couple different places, stuff like that, which I honestly didn't have any interest in doing. Uh, this year, so it's kind of relaxed about. Um, I can't remember even what we did on July, other than well, I mean, it stormed, so we did have that. 
Um, but the night, yeah, the day before, yeah, nothing really. There was just some fireworks uh, nearby we could see outside, and that was really about it. Yeah, and Drew, how was hanging out with your pops? Was it nice? Yeah, it was nice to see him. It was a good time. Good, good, good. All right, so I'm going to start this off. Aaron threw an alarm clock at my face over the weekend. Yes, and Sorry. and uh, and broke my glasses. Could have could have probably broke my face. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so he's he's getting he's in this like weird stage where you tell him to stop something he gets like he gets frustrated and he'll chuck whatever he's doing and he was taking when uh, Shannon got him a new alarm clock that um, as he gets a little bit older it'll light up when it's bedtime when to stay in his room and when to get out of his room. Okay. And he, so he decided, what's up? Did you say I thought you said Aaron, not Finn. Maybe I did. That's how much I missed <laughs> Which you. Which is why I'm like, wait, how do I do all this to you? It's <laughs> the room. And so he, he was just he was just playing with it on the on the, his little table in the bedroom. He's just like, ah, ah, ah. And I was like, Finn, no, no. We don't, we don't you know, <laughs> we don't make things bounce <laughs> on yes. the counters and stuff like that. And then he's like, okay, wham. And then went poof. And then no. just totally sh- uh, cracked this half. My lens fell out. And I went to Shannon. I was like, um, my face just got hit by a clock. And so we had to get that stuff situated and went to the eye doctor. And um, right now they're super glued. You can't see it. But um, it is very, I'm sorry, very trashy, I guess, you know, in the sales world where I have to talk to people and just be like, stay maybe a good six feet. You know, COVID call. You're being and safe. Have a communication. Yeah, being safe. I'm social then, distancing. Would you like to buy something? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so we go, we go that do the whole jolly ways, and um, then we went uh, Sunday to get that stuff situated, and then it's gonna take like two weeks for the new, the new glasses. Um, I did end up going with the round frames, guys. I'm sorry. So just yeah, trying okay. something new. You just well, what, Whatever the wife likes, you know. I mean, that is accurate, but you know what? I have to see your face, too. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. I just, I don't know. It it was, like, something different, and then I looked at Shannon. I was like, whatever I'm going to wear is, like, you know, it's what I'm going to be wearing at the wedding, so I want to make sure she thinks I'm, good I'm a good-looking dude, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. She's looking at him. <laughs> she, just, she just walked in, and she's like, you're not really recording. You're just saying nice things. <laughs> yeah, say nice things. She's trying to be quiet. She just came back and uh, she just bought a shitload of stuff for Finn's birthday, which is this Sunday. So um, we're just, you know, we did a big thing for his first, his second birthday. We're just doing a low key. We're we're taking him and Emma to the shed aquarium on Saturday, and okay. then on and on his birthday, we're just going to his grandma's house to have some cake. Um, that's a uh, nice easy thrill, but we'll see all the July babies happy birthdays uh, the following weekend so um, we'll get all that stuff situated but yeah other than that you know life life is there just working getting uh, yeah just getting wedding stuff situated uh, I wrote our address down bare, like bare hand like Feels like five hundred times. It's only it's only just less than fifty. And then Shannon remind me that we got a stamp for our address. Oh like, no! Yeah. 
Well, it's cool. It's cool. We, uh, you know, you save the dates are out and then we'll just do, I'll stamp, you know, all the stuff for the invites. So we'll, we'll go from there. Um, but yeah, Finn's birthday. We're pretty excited. I can't believe he's two. It's just feels like two years ago was like yesterday and, uh, going to the hospital, being stuck there with COVID and all these different rules. And, you know, somehow we, uh, we get through it. We get through it. And yeah. this pod is almost as long as we've known he's been alive, you know? So it's interesting. It's interesting. But I felt there was one more thing. Oh, yeah. There was one more, one more thing. So um I go to Target earlier this week, right? And they had this clearance wall. And we were looking at stuff. And we were able to get this um, uh, T-ball set for Finn. It's like, it's not, you know, much. It just holds it. It comes with a bat and a ball. And it, they normally go for like 16, 20 bucks. And then Shannon was able to pick it up for like eight bucks. So that that's pretty cool. So we're going to have him start whacking a ball and then hopefully start telling him that like, you do this and then, you, then it turns into this somehow, um, you know, basketball. Yeah, just, just play basketball, kid. <laughs> Make sure you take your glasses off if you ever uh, hang out with him while he's playing t-ball. <laughs> yeah, no, that I think that'd be a win-win, right? Like, I was like, you got an arm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, we got a lot of news to take through and some say that Pokemon. So let's uh, roll into the say that Pokemon. Who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu. It's Clefairy. Fuck. And that's a tough one, right? It's a pretty tough ooh, one. Ooh, ooh. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, dude, this one's rough. It's rough, but man, thank God it's grass, and that's Tangela, guys. Nope. No, <laughs> Tangro. <laughs> dude, it's Tangro. Tangro. Uh, Tangro. Uh, um, it's a good one. I did it on purpose, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I don't know. I don't know if I can trust him at this point. I, I don't even trust myself at this point. Yikes! <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, who is this? Tangrowth. It's a it's a fun one, fun one from Generation Four. Mm-hmm. Um, let's uh, let's do this. Tangrowth is a large Pokemon with a black body wrapped in a large mass of blue vines. The vines are used to entangle foes and prey. A pair of saucer-like eyes peek out from beneath the tangled mess of vines. However, these eyes may be hidden in warm seasons to how profusely the vines grow and study black feet are tipped with red. Tangrowth has a pair of blue boneless arms that have three fingers. The arms are made from bundles of vines. These fingers are completely red on a female Tangrowth while they have red tips on the male. So, uh, you know, when you're trying to mate them for a shiny, now you know how to do it. Boneless. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I saw this. I saw this meme of Tangrowth um, where it's like Tangela is like the portion of spaghetti that people want you to have. And Tangrowth is like the portion of spaghetti you actually have. (laughs) Oh, God, I feel that so much, though. (laughs) That makes okay, and I see that. That's pretty good. 
Um, before uh, Aaron lets us know the last card, this poor thing showed up in the Pokemon TCG. Uh, there has been featured in 14 different cards since its debut in the Great Encounters expansion for a Pokemon trading card game. Ten growth cards are normally grass-type. Stage one, Pokemon. Uh, never had anything fancy outside of a hollow rare. And um, it's been a hot minute. There is currently no ten growth in the current standard format. And what set is that, Aaron? Uh, the last set it was out in was Cosmic Eclipse. Ever. It was. Kind of a cool card, though. I like the art. I mean, that's what it's got going for, is the art. I mean, and as per usual, Tangrowth has three retreat cards. It's grass. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good, you have to remove them. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. And what's it, what, what did it do? Anything sure. exciting? I mean, it's got 140 HP. Uh, it has the attack of Grass Knot for one Grass Energy. It does 10 plus. Uh, the stack does 30 more damage for each re- uh, retreat cost in your opponent's active. Well, you know, oh, no retreat on cost. And then it's got Slam for one Grass and two Colorless, 80 times. So two coins, this attack does 80 damage for each head, which is like the worst. Give me like, you know, 80 and then flip one coin and then give me that potential 160. We yeah, they did that with Leafeon, don't worry. Yeah. It's Leafeon! <laughs> <laughs> Tiny, it's baby Leafeon. But yeah. That's exactly what I sound like. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. um, I tried my best, Drew, to figure out like some PSA stuff, but what I found was very slim pickings. So, yeah. But I did find something for you. You sure did. There's the uh, 2009... Advent of Arceus, which is a Japanese set. Mm-hmm. Uh, first edition, Gen Mint 10, 10 growth, hollow. And uh, it was $61 the last time it was sold in January of this year. Yeehaw, now it's worth 62 <laughs> Book of that. <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> whoever bought that. Hey, the grass is best, you know, a little Dang stamp. right. They should. We should get a hold of uh, PSA and let them know when they do grass Pokemon that there should be a special section that says Pokedad approve. <laughs> One day. No, what you do is what every other content creator does that opens packs and stuff and just start your own grading company. And every time a grass Pokemon sent to ten. you, it's it's 10. Whether it's been balled to do a, <laughs> like a little ball or like run through the washer a couple times. Yeah. Because it's grass, it's a 10. <laughs> if it's with that the grass, be also a 10. <laughs> if, if it's a fire type, one. Yep. Oh, I'm ten, surprised you even get a one. Charizard, one. One. <laughs> I thought it would just get an A for authentic. Right. <laughs> yes, it doesn't even deserve a number. <laughs> uh, 10 growth, everybody. Well, um, well, yeah, we'll get into that news. And Drew, how happy... Are you that happy is coming back to the TCG world? Did you like that? Was that good? Are you happy for happy? Uh, you lost me. You mean? Do you mean lady? Oh, yeah. It is lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you happy about happy? Happy? Uh, happy? Oh. I was, I was kind of memeing a little bit yesterday about, um, you know, Smeargle is one of those decks that's kind of snuck up on a lot of Japanese tournaments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a, it's the Pokemon from Fusion Strike that does thirty times the amount of damage that you have, thirty times the amount of energy you have in your hand, oh. right? 
So it's been played with Baby Eldegoss that has the Cotton Lift ability to put the energy into your hand and just consistently stack it up. You play the Rapid Stroke um, Melotic to prevent rapid your opponent stroke? from... Your rapid Stroke? Your Rapid Stroke. We're we're great tonight. <laughs> so, I love that's, this that's, today. That's, that, that's all I'm about, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, dance. Anyways, um, Rapid Strike Melodic, yeah, something like that. Um, and you can't get Marnied, and you just put a bunch of energy in your hand, and you just steamroll for the most part. Now you can play that deck with Ditto, and with the addition of Lady, you can grab, like, <laughs> eight energy per turn now with, uh, with Lady and uh, Eldegoss. So that deck seems to be pretty scary, and it only appears to be getting better. Oh, yeah, nice. So it's it's a meme at the end of the day, but it's a very scary meme. Like Lunatone like, Soul Rock. I'm just curious what Pokemon is thinking right now. We get Energy Lotto, which is you know searching energy. Now we get Lady back that's just allowed to grab energy. Like that's that's cool. Now, but what? Why are we getting so? Why are they doing special announcements for this? Like it's like oh, why everyone's still thinking. I kind of like the special announcements. It, it leaves it's us true. in suspense. It's not just like, here's five cards that we mm. saw in data mining. And here's another five cards we saw in data mining. There's one guy who's like, it's this. It's true. <laughs> Enjoy your night. Goodbye. <laughs> he's just, he like, you know, they sign off and stuff. And he's just laughing evil. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and the, the so like the Twitter interactions when, when Twitter is not a dangerous place to live. Um, <laughs> it's so funny, like seeing people like, Oh yeah, it's going to be Lieutenant, Lieutenant Surge's strategy. Oh, it's going to be N. we're finally going to get our N reprint. So yeah. that's always fun to watch people kind of give their two cents. I've never and seen I'm, anyone be right though. No, because they, they just want broken cards to come back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's 100%. And all I want is a Viaplume. You're, you're getting, I you're getting one. I got what I wanted. <laughs> we, just, we just shoot him down dude you're getting it it's you're getting it you just don't get a v card i'm sorry unacceptable right um the only only thing that that's cool because i didn't even think about that or follow the the japanese stuff but mm -hmm. i was just thinking like the normal stuff what you can use for it like baby moltres like you're like oh, i need those dark energies this will help you in that situation um you know even if like if Capacious Bucket was gone or whatever for any water deck, you're like, well, at least I know I can get four waters out, um, rain dance it up, or whatever you want to do in that situation. There was one more, but I couldn't, I can't think of it on the tip of my tongue that felt like, you know, you're literally just trying to push out as like, oh no, this this could work, uh, one of in this deck, but... I think uh, I'm I'm growing more comfortable with that mentality of like, oh, this is going to be bad in every deck. Why would you play it? I, w I want to have a perspective of like, okay, this card exists in the format now. It can be good and applied here. So I like it. I think brainstorming, yeah. you know, any idea of how we can make a deck around a card that most people wouldn't see merit in is kind of the whole point of why Pokemon makes cards in the first place. Yeah. I would love it, like, I would love it maybe two other ways. So like a grab two draw two that'd be kind of cool like you know you're not wasting a full supporter like without drawing any cards or mm. or like a three one like three mm. normals and one special energy or something just get just, just a different little spice and you're like okay but then i feel like i don't know it could be broken if it's like 
getting two different types of energies too, but I'm here to spice things up. I feel like the interaction of grabbing something specific out of the deck on top of drawing is just a waste of time in a tournament setting. Like you're like, okay, I go into my deck, I'm going to grab this card and then I'm going to shuffle it. I'm going to put it down. You're going to cut it. And then I'm going to draw more cards. (laughs) Like, I feel like that interaction, if you play even more than one or your opponent also plays it Mm -hmm. might prove problematic in terms of going to time. Unless you're Tord Reklev and you can play at the speed of sound. I mean, I feel like we run into that same situation with Mew already. It's constantly, they're shuffling through and you have to cut it and they draw more and then you cut it and you draw more. Yeah. See, no one wants to do that. No. More. But it still happens. <laughs> so I'm like, we already, we already have that experience and it's working well enough. So I'm just going with the tournament side. I think we'll be yeah. okay. Right. But then every deck would do it now. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of every deck, I won't see it in every deck, but we got a new Metagoss uh, coming out in Lost Abyss, and it has a really interesting ability that we, I guess we haven't seen in Pokemon in a hot minute or ever before. And uh, Aaron, would you like to read what this bad boy does? Sure. The ability is Urgent Entry. Once during your turn, if you drew this Pokemon from your deck at the beginning of your turn and your bench isn't full... Before you put it into your hand, you may put it onto your bench. If you do, draw three cards. That's cool. It's fact, like the uh, top entry Lotad, or not Lotad, uh, Lombre, and the Luxio that we had in the earlier Sword and Shield sets. But you'd get to draw cards. Yeah, I think mean, that's the big one. It's like that ability just to draw three cards from pulling the Pokemon and playing it down. I mean, mm. its attack is, I mean, it's, it's its attack. Scoop up, yeah. net it, put a Rangaroo back onto the top of your deck. Go. You can. Know. Yes. Yeah, you definitely can. <laughs> there, I found um, the synergy. You did. It's broken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's cool. I, you know, that there was, um, there's this card with a, with a weird mechanic. And then we, there's another card that it, they announced that had a really um, interesting mechanic. And it's, it's, dang it. Oh, I don't see it on Pokey Beach. Drew, help me out. It's the one that if it's, it's a very specific rule from discarding your opponent's hand. What card was that? Yeah, it's the Amoongus. That's what and, it was. Uh, it's a stage one grass Pokemon, 90 HP. Its ability prank spores. Whenever this card is discarded from your hand by the effect of your opponent's Pokemon's attacks, abilities, or by the effect of your opponent's item or supporter card, discard all cards from your opponent's hand. I, for the life of me, cannot think of any interaction right now that that forces you to discard anything out of your hand. Well, the um, Melomar, you know, Melomar puts it at the bottom of your deck. Oh, no. Yeah, puts it at the bottom of your deck. I, I telling you, man, I I was just looking up cards. I even typed in discard from hand and it, I saw no like opponent interaction. Like I it was a brief skim, but nothing relevant to the current format mm-hmm. stood yeah. out to me in any way, shape or form. Uh, yeah, well, I'm sure maybe with this card existing, there's stuff that we're going to get in Lost Abyss or future sets that it's going to come to discarding cards from your hand. And Aaron, this is like, would be one of those things in a long time that we would be able to mess up our opponent's hand on their turn. Like, yeah. That's kind of, 
it's kind of cool that is you know, we just talked about that like what two or three episodes ago kind of hoping to have something like that back in but i don't know if we actually agreed with it or we disagreed back then just because it's you know it's it's pushing more towards like the Yu-Gi-Oh or like the magic the gathering as i'm dropping stuff <laughs> i don't know if you guys actually heard that thought or not um so i mean it's cool I'm, uh, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. It, it could be a good thing. Maybe we'll see more of it, or maybe people get are hated and it goes away. Come on, it's grass. How excited I mean, are you? I, I'm, I'm always. I'm good with it. I'm just. I'm just playing for everybody else right now because I get what I want. And you know, sometimes other people deserve the things they want too. On occasion, I don't know. I I hope it's something <laughs> cool, like that. There's more hand disruption stuff like that, and then able to just tech one of those in your. In your deck for yeah. that kind of situation, I just I think it's cool. Um, I like the idea of being able to do something during my opponent's turn. I think it'd be kind of fun. It but, feels um, like a trap card, and that's what's cool. Well, it's, yeah. it's very more Yu Gi Oh esque. Yeah. yeah, and speaking of Yu Gi Oh esque, um, that was sad news today. Yep. I found out like Aaron had to wake me up with this sad news. Wake up earlier. Wait, I, I, it was one o'clock, bro. I don't know what you want. What's up, what? You got it at seven o four this morning. Yeah, yeah. Wake up, but uh, Yu-Gi-Oh creator uh, Kazuki Takahashi mm. uh, passed away in his hotel um, last night. And um, joking, joking aside, um, it's rough. Uh, just thinking because he was only sixty. Yeah. And then thinking about it, like when he did the manga and then it and turning into the cards and stuff, it's only um, just what, just shy of, or no, the same year as Pokemon, right? Uh, I believe the cards came out in 96, if I remember correctly. It's been a hot minute since I looked at uh, a back of a Yu Gi Oh card, but I believe it says Kwami or Konami. 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 Yeah. Um, 96, if I remember correctly. So you're looking, this guy was like in his late 30s when he did this and uh, designed the manga and then helped with the card game and stuff like that and just passing. It's um, a terrible loss. And um, as I tweeted out, we wouldn't be here today even talking about Pokemon if it wasn't for Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh mm -hmm. is what brought Aaron and, and myself to competitive gameplay and, you know, understood what it took to play under pressure, under games and stuff like that. And that's, that's definitely uh yeah, it's definitely sad. Definitely sad. Anyways, uh, we're getting a new Pidgeot card. <laughs> and segue. And it, right it has and it has a really cool ability. And Aaron, uh, read read the Pidgeot V. I mean because... it's got a really nice name at least. Magnificent Vanishing Wing is the ability. Once during your turn, if this Pokemon is on your bench, you may use this ability. Shuffle this Pokemon and all cards attached to uh, all attached cards into your deck. You That's have to fun. Be, I mean, I feel like you gotta be using it for something then. So, you know, you have the Flying Surf ability, which is attack free colorless, 80 plus damage, because, you know, they Pokemon stepped up their game from that 80 times damage. Uh, if you have a Stadium card in play, this attack does 80 more damage. Weak to Lightning, which is okay. It's not Grass, but, you know. Uh, resistant to fighting. Um, I don't know. I just think it's um kind of a just a fun mechanic. You know, it does it does have a bad attack. It's not the it's not the greatest. 
Um, I had something. I don't know. It's like it's like the ability is the same as. Um, oh. It's it's a nice ability to have you from not decking out, right? Like if if you if you do this or whatever, it has to have damage counters on it, right? Is that what it's no? Says? It can just it's oh, like it once during your turn. It's Pokemon's on your bench. You can use its ability to shuffle it and all its hearts attached back into okay. the deck. So what I'm waiting to do here is from Drew, which Pokemon tool we're using to make this thing overpowered. Um, uh, so I'm not gonna go with a tool here at all, but <laughs> I think the combination of this and Pukumuku can create wall stall decks for days. Um, obviously, we already have Eldegoss stall, which is a little bit more powerful because you're able to not only grab a supporter and then potentially attach energy and shuffle this back into the deck, but without grabbing the supporter, this still shuffles itself back into the mm. deck for wall stall capabilities. And I think with things like Miltank and things like um, Everhealing Duraludons and so on and so forth, um, there is a lot to be accomplished with a Pidgeot like this and, you know, just deck out your opponent entirely um, by being able to stay in the game and leaving them in situations where they aren't able to take prizes. I don't necessarily see it as an attacker, although it does have an attack. And if you're playing um, DTE to use with Miltank, like you can still apply it in one way or another. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that it's it has capabilities. I don't know how strong those capabilities are going to be, but I think I like it for that late game. You know, this and Pukumuku are my last two cards, and I'm ever putting things back into my deck to draw next turn. is super clutch. Cool. Um, yeah, no, I think it's uh, a lot of fun for sure. A lot of fun. Um, outside of um, some weird... Um, TCG news. I just think it's interesting the um, the Pokemon Masters game mm-hmm. on your phone uh, is currently holding a small event that's coming up the this weekend or next weekend. It's probably I think it's this weekend. Um, in honor of Ash's Alolan Championship from a few years ago, um, he will be a not a character to grab but be able to play against. So it would be Ash with Pikachu. Um, this is the first time that this has happened. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Nice. At first, I thought it would be playable. You're like, oh, I can, I can get the SSR of Ashton Pikachu, and now it's just this, this is a little short event um, to also correspond with the anime of the the last saga in Journeys for uh, the, the Master Eight, I believe is what it's called. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Did we want to talk about this Thornton card that? Is a lot better than Pidgeot. <laughs> no, no. Before no, we transition no. back and forth, nah. uh, I'm this... here to keep everyone on their toes, bro. That's what See, I'm here for. Because this card is cracked. Um, <laughs> Thornton is a new trainer supporter that allows you to choose a basic Pokemon in your discard pile and switch it with one of your basic Pokemon in play. Any attached cards, damage counters, special conditions, um, turns in play, and other. Uh, effects remain on the new Pokemon. So this card is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I fully believe that there are many capabilities that have been untapped with something like this. Um, obviously, because it's not in the format yet. But I think Yoga Loop being one of them. Yoga being Loop! It, being able to Yoga Loop Thornton and immediately switch it into a Rapid Strike Urshifu. 
and because Ooh. the Metacham was a basic the previous turn, it follows evolution rules, and you need to eliminate the switching capabilities, and you just attach an energy on your free second turn, and rapid flow, it eliminates one huge step, and I am very much so looking forward to breaking that deck with Thornton, because that is so sick. I've seen a lot of other examples where you play Heavy Aurora Box in uh, Blissey. Attack, get all the energy sent onto it, recoil from an attack, and then switch into like one of the amazing rares, like Eveltal, that just straight knocks out your opponent's Pokemon and doesn't need to do any damage whatsoever. Uh, this card has crazy crack potential, and I am very much so looking forward to it. Can you explain to me how this works in Reggie, though? People are like, oh, it makes Reggie better. So check it out. You play Amazing Rares or other um, attackers that you want to put into the deck to efficiently add an additional layer of damage output to your deck. You accelerate all the energy with Regigigas to any of your Regis. Then you switch that Reggie with one of the cards from your discard pile. And all that energy stays on that new Pokemon you switched with. That's that's what it is. I, I, for, I for some reason, like in my head, I was like, well, don't all five of them have to be out to just be able to do anything? And I was like, oh, right when you said it, do it first, then get rid of it, and then have a sec- like a second attack. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. pretty dirty. Yeah, yeah, Thornton's gonna be sick. And it was fun because they're like, yeah, Ninja Boy should come back, and this is basically Ninja Boy, except it doesn't switch with one in the deck; it switches with one in the discard pile. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. You feel better now, Drew? Yeah, yeah much better. Because right. if you guys were going to skim that over, I was going to start my own podcast tonight just to <laughs> talk about that card. <laughs> intern dads. I like it. Intern dads. No, I would just call it interns research and I'd take <laughs> off with the title. <laughs> You're not even an intern anymore at that be, point. I'd be my own intern. <laughs> I'm intern Drew. It's the only name Rick has come up with that's stuck. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about some Twitter drama that literally I was only gone for like an evening. I was finishing watching Stranger Things and then I woke up and I was like, what happened? But I guess that's Twitter, right? That's that's how Twitter works. Loaded. Um, but yeah, Drew uh, is doing the song this week, uh, Wasting Away by Chief State. So yeah. Um, I haven't checked it out yet, Drew, but I will when I'm going to grab the song and put it on the podcast. So. I would say I'm going to, but I don't listen to music often enough to actually do it. We'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> Pokedads has partnered with Ink Gaming to bring you a fantastic deal. For 10% off your entire order at checkout, use code DADSPOD10. That's D-A-D-S-P-O-D-10. 10 for 10% off all your custom playmats, custom mouse pads, custom dice bags, and a plethora of other gaming accessories. Again, use Dad's Pod 10 when checking out at inkgaming.com.
And we're back. It's like a light yeah. switch. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> <Ding>. <laughs> oh man. So we have a fun little topic, and it feels pretty good. We uh, we got pretty. Uh, Drew and I got some pretty nitty gritty stuff last week, and it ended up in our favor. It was well received. People talked about it. Got some good downloads over the holiday about content creators and the ability to perform well or perform bad. Aaron tried to give some of his thoughts through text messages. We we ignored it, though, right, Drew? We didn't even talk about it. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Likely story. No, all I remember is that he called us bad, so I kind of just tuned that out. <laughs> <laughs> that seems that seems about right. Um, but, yeah, so another topic um, – it's been kind of um, a weird transition from going from regionals to a break for Worlds next uh, next month. And um, Drew being busy, medical's just been on hold for the last what, two weeks. So yeah. we're, we've just been doing some like other things and other topics. And um, Twitter got a little heated last night. And Drew was able to send us some fun screenshots about the situation. And uh, Drew, what's going on, man? Um... There's a public opinion that some, I'd say, recognizable faces in the uh, the TCG uh, decided to post on Twitter, um, mentioning that it was selfish or irresponsible to start a GoFundMe to help players pay for their expenses to go to Worlds. And, you know, it's been widely um perceived as both a good and a bad thing and you kind of see um where the entire community has shifted to you know one foot or the other and i've seen a lot of people's like i don't want to call them excuses but let's call it reasoning for feeling one way or another and before i talk way too much about this topic um how good man i would i would love to get you know your guys's opinions you know if um let's pretend i'm good at the pokemon game and i started (laughs) to go fund me to um to help me pay my way to Mm -hmm. go to worlds how would you as an individual and you guys don't have to agree with me or with each other on this topic but how would you you know as just a common player or like a content consumer um perceive it and, you know, what would you do about those situations? I gotcha. Aaron, would you like to go first, my man? Sure. So, right. um, if you put up a GoFundMe, um, in terms of, like, it doesn't bother me in any way, shape, or form that you do. It in no way affects me whatsoever if you get the money that way or you get it some other way. So, that's kind of how I feel about this in general. So, if you need it, um, if I had... a if I liked you, you know, as a fan of you, I might toss you, um, you know, a couple bucks here. I'm like, you know, what's five bucks if I, you know, versus going to like McDonald's, get a drink and like, I don't know, chicken nuggets or something um, versus, you know, tossing five bucks so you can go. I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm fine, completely fine with supporting um, your content creators. I think if this is just another, in terms of if we're talking about a content creator or someone that, you know, um, professional that you're a fan of, this is a way to show your support to them. Um, with in you know everybody supports especially twitch nowadays patreons all that type of stuff there's always some kind of support to assist and help out and in a lot of ways 
there is like for you maybe you had something come up that you had like you know a hospital bill or something you can't afford yourself normally to do it yourself so this is just a way for you to still do something you enjoy get some assistance because you need it um uh, you know i think it's fine i i don't see any issue with it whatsoever rick <laughs> sorry i went on a tangent no that was no that was great um <laughs> When I think of, I'll, I'll start off like this. When you guys think of GoFundMe off the bat, like what what comes to your mind off the bat? Like someone did a GoFundMe. What do you think of when you hear GoFundMe? Open access public funding. I would say just people asking for money for things they want. Is it want? Like have have or I, need? Have, That's true. I think of funerals. I think of, like you said, something bad happened, uh, medical bills, a uh, situation that it's, it's a desperate time, right? And when was it announced that Worlds was going to be in London? Long time ago. <laughs> right? Um, literally, I think uh, before... 2019 ended or like right after the worlds in 2019 in August that you knew it was going to be in London. I think it might've been in September. So any aspect you thinking of participating in these regionals and whatever you were doing, um, again, you're flying to Salt Lake or New Jersey or when it was in Dallas before the pandemic happened. You had over two years to figure out what you're doing to get to Worlds. You already knew it was in London. You knew what it took and how much it would cost. Well, I would hope so. You would know how much it would cost. Um, give or take, I was talking to Shannon about this. Plane ticket in the States to London is roughly around $1,500 round trip, right? You're there for four days, technically. You, you might get there a little early. You might get there a little longer. So you're looking at wherever you're staying. If you don't know anyone, so you might get a hotel plus food. Give or take, you're looking at three grand for this trip. Three grand. If before the pandemic even happened, you sit there and you're like, all right, I have one year to figure out what I'm doing and how I'm going to save for three grand compared to the thousand dollars it it is to go to a regionals in the states and you're count, you know countlessly doing it when you just have a plan of an attack i'm not saying you're bad with money that's not what i'm trying to say i just feel like you would already have an out of how you were going to get to london before you even started to get points to qualify for worlds and then here we are less than a month away no I'm like a month and a week away and then now it's the desperate time for like, oh, guys, I can't afford a Worlds, but I want to be able to for Because to be invited is insane. It's awesome, right? It's only the top 256 people, I believe, or 250. I guess it does. It just has to fall if you made 500 points or not. I understand that it's important. You're playing the best of the best. Outside, if it wasn't like a death in your family or or like a hard situation, I feel like you should have known how you were going to get there. And one thing I do want to say is, like, I don't condone, like, either way. Like, I don't feel like you need to bash someone about the situation. Like, Aaron brought up a really good point. 
it doesn't affect me either way. Like if I'm going to see it, I'm not going to just like, oh my God, can you believe so-and-so is doing this to go to worlds or asking for money to like, that's fine because uh, I have two options. I, I can help fund it or I can just ignore it. I'm just, I'm going to ignore it, you know, but I just feel like outside of a sob story in any situation, you had over two and a half years to figure out how you were going to get there. If you were serious about competing and trying to get to worlds. And then here we are in this situation of whatever the people that are asking for. I just, I just feel like it's, kind of an easy way out and the, it's it, okay it'd be like me right now letting everyone know that uh me and shannon were, were getting married in september and i'm coming up with just a sob story where we need help i wouldn't do that i wouldn't use my fans and take our listeners our patreons and stuff like that even more time and money just because i'm like oh i can't do this how's that fair to our listeners i don't think that's not fair but I understand we do have listeners that were like, just, a, you know, we say something, they would stop and help us in any situation. And I feel like I'd be taking advantage of that. And that's not something I want to do. I'm torn. Like, that, it really is. I feel, I, it's just, that's how I feel. It, it really is. I go fund me thing. I always, I, when I hear it, I think of something really, really bad happen in your life and, and you need help. To, to move on not for a hobby um it's that, that's what pokemon is right like it's it's a hobby it, and we have a topic next week that drew already has piling up which is going to be a fun one but it's it's a hobby pokemon's life how dare you no um i, I want to inject before you go drew just uh really fast um i think there's a couple things i, I mean i do agree that two and a half years is a lot of time to prep and prepare for something like this. Um, I will throw out that I think last year I had roughly about $20,000 in mostly unexpected um, expenses. I had to buy a new car because we didn't have one. I had to replace my heater and my furnace. I had to, um, I had my brother's wedding to go to, which was a lot of, which is roughly about the same amount of money as going to London. Uh, <laughs> um, that one was planned though, so I actually was prepared for that part of it. Uh, but I mean, I had roughly, uh, what I think fifteen thousand dollars, sixteen thousand dollars that I had to put out that I, I would need help in this case if that happened. You know, I got my heater replaced in December, so that was seven to eight thousand dollars out the window right then. Now I'm screwed trying to you know save up. You know, I've been saving for two years now. You that three grand I have. And now it's gone to a different expense. So now I need some assistance. I'm going to ask for help. And I feel like that is definitely, I mean, we're talking emergencies, but that's just, that's still an expense. Um, so I Expenses still, you already knew that happened. I mean, I wasn't prepared to, to replace my heater and my AC. I, and, I know, and then but try to save it. up, you know, my two years of 3000 for now, six months, seven months for 3000 is really difficult. I, I, I can definitely see reasons to ask for it. I also think How many that, checks we get from the government the, in, in that year? How many did we get? Why do you think I'm not broke? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the big thing on it is that there's also the, the, the view for you of what GoFundMe is, which I think is also just viewed to like how you see it. We always see GoFundMes on Facebook, on Reddit, in the news for people who need help. But there is, if you actually go to the GoFundMe webpage, you'll see GoFundMe's for tons of random ass shit. It's not just 
or need. It's just your perceptive or perception of what the website is because of what we see. Which I know, but then yeah. like it should be a Kickstarter. Let's just do a no, Kickstarter. That's not, Kickstarters are not that. Kickstarters are for like <laughs> board games and video games and other types of like applications, something you're developing to provide a product. Now you're helping you're helping just a player to get to London. You're going to see all the footstop. We'll post a videos Kickstarter about it. For, <laughs> no, that's what a GoFundMe's for. <laughs> Fund me. All right. All right. I'm just done. So, Drew, go ahead. Okay. So um, <laughs> I think. Just, just if you're in the Discord, you know, and if you're not in the Discord, join the Patreon. Um, <laughs> I, I do have a pretty, I, I kind of voiced a little bit that I have a pretty, I don't want to call it a firm stance, but I am very, very supportive of players at any capacity in this community. <laughs> Those who got their invite to Worlds, I'm very proud of. I'm very excited to see them compete at a higher level, and that is why I have donated to those players that I'm interested in, GoFundMe, you know, five or ten dollars here may not mean a lot to me, but it means a lot to them. And in those GoFundMe's, it didn't seem hostile. Like, if I don't get this five hundred dollar limit, I don't get to go to Worlds, and you get to feel guilty about it. It wasn't like that. It was always, please help me fund my trip to London. I'm so excited to compete at this higher level, and that to me is why I feel so strongly against people who are publicly voicing their fucking opinion about other people putting their GoFundMes out there. It already takes a lot. I don't want to call it like bravery, but it takes some guts to publicly mm -hmm. ask anybody for money. You know, it, it, you have to put your pride way aside. And I think that that alone shows that you're serious about doing this. Now, everybody who got their points, you know, two years ago, they're two years older now. There's a good chance that they were 17 when the pandemic started, and they're 19 and living on their own, and they have their own bills, they have their own car payments. They're, they're older. They're adults now. They have their own shit to do. And I know how exactly how expensive it was when I decided to move out and do all the adult stuff that I want to do on top of transition my hobby into what I want to consider a profession. And, you know, next week's topic, we're going to kind of dive into that a little bit harder. So keep that in mind. But I think that the issue isn't people liking GoFundMes or not liking GoFundMes. I think the issue is voicing your opinion and making others feel bad for making a decision to publicly ask for additional funding to more comfortably take this venture to go compete and do the thing that they love to do. You know, I've seen people make GoFundMes for making waffles. They said, hey, I'm on Reddit. Here's my GoFundMe. I want to make waffles for breakfast. Please help me raise 100 bucks." And, you know, if waffles don't cost $100, and then you'll see them rack up like 10 grand just because people felt like that was a cause they wanted to contribute to. You know, there's going to be a lot of people out there who say, oh, fuck this guy. What they get 10 grand for? And then those people who made that GoFundMe ended up donating, like, all of that money to, like, a humane society. So it's like, <laughs> you got to take this whole GoFundMe thing with a grain of salt. Obviously, like, you're not getting anything in return. Mm -hmm. But what you're giving is basically your support. You're holding that player up and giving them the ability to, you know, eat a nice dinner when they're in London or something like that. Or, like 
not sit and say, oh, like I have to really, really crunch my expenses while I'm here, be very uncomfortable, and God forbid something happens to them over there. But they do have public health care, so I guess that's kind of like... At least it's slightly better, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, if something bad's going to happen to you, hopefully it's out there. Just kidding. I don't want anything bad to happen to any of you. But, um, yeah, I think it's more or less the p- opinion of why other people put their shit out there that I'm more frustrated with than, you know, having an opposition. Like, just fucking ignore it if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. And I think that Rick's mentality has a lot of merit, and I know that Aaron kind of sits very you know, level with how I feel about it. But it's your opinions. Keep them to yourself. For the record, though, Aaron, you also worked really hard also. Like, you've done things where you're where you're at because you put effort into it. Sure. That's another thing. Was... Like, you can, there's so much things you can do now. Go go door dashing. Go, go whatever. Do, there's so many I mean, ways to make side hustle money now. I mean, even to consider, I would throw the, the, the real tough one out is that there's definitely a potential that one of those people from 2v6 had parent die during that time frame because uh, of COVID and stuff like that, where, you know, one, they may not have been in good position. And one, they might have been invited to Worlds until recently is another one. But, I mean, if you, sometimes you just need help. Um, and I don't, and I think it's fine if you don't agree with it to ignore it. I completely agree with Drew. Um, I think even in your case, like you're like, I'm just not going to do anything. You're not going to say anything. You're not going to insult them or demean them for it at all, Rick, whatsoever. I, I, I'm not I, here for you're toxic. Not there for that. No, you're just you're like, you're yeah. just like, I don't understand it. I'm not going to support, um, through this way. I think they should have been prepared earlier. You're more of like the, the irresponsible side. Like they weren't responsible enough to prioritize their their stuff and that's why you're like i'm just not going to support it i'm not going to say you did bad and you're a horrible person for it you're just like i'm just, next time for them is what you're saying effectively you know plan better do better that stuff and that's fine um and i think, I think it, it hmm? sorry what what i think for me is just knowing like um what we've what i've personally have gone through with like the podcast and mm-hmm. then um the weddings and stuff like that like I'm I'm doing it for myself. Like I know what do I have to do, and I have to put work into it. And I feel like, I feel like if you're, I I don't know. It's tough. I just feel like there's a way to just own it and then do something about it. If you're not gonna make it, just get up and do it. Just do it. Jay LaBeouf, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so I, thought, uh, I just. Uh. I I just feel like you know the world is a very fucking expensive place right now. Oh my god. Yeah. And. Yeah, like gas is expensive, flights are expensive. Meant to be you know, and like obviously like we can predict how expensive shit would be, you know, two years ago. And I know, especially in that previous criteria I talked about where these people were much younger competing two years ago, like they have no idea that the world was gonna be the way it is now. You know, in, in this in this the the theme of irresponsibility you know, they probably did the best they could to get stipends, to get travel credits, to get all these things to take to Worlds with them all season long and fell just short but still had their invite, you know. And I bet you that there is a large portion of people who have their invite who have made the financial decision not to go because of how expensive the world is. Yeah. But I, I – and it's just it, – it reels back into the idea that no one's holding their success – over their followers and their fans' heads to make this happen. This is just a gesture. Yeah, I, I, I think we, I think we kind of all have our opinions on 
what it is and we're not going to change those opinions on that i i would think we all do agree though that being toxic about it to people who are asking isn't right anybody who was doing that from the you know the the viewable part of the pokemon community is at fault for doing that for you know demeaning these people calling themselves calling them irresponsible i think is um in, in a way of like and bringing it up to a point of i would not say it would mean demeaning i guess is really the word you want demean what the you, actual yeah but and what do they get out of it like that the stuff just annoys clicks me. oh what they got was bad reviews on their social media for me is what they got i went full karen <laughs> like uh, dude, like, just like it I I have this firm belief that like we don't have this many new players in the game is just because fucking Twitter is so unwelcoming, and this just proves that point even further that the community is not getting better if your better players are putting everybody down publicly. Oh, for for sure, yeah, yeah and it's, it's super frustrating. Yeah, right. Of course, we're not gonna point any names, though. I would love to. I would love to. So they can much. just look it up if they want. Otherwise, we won't. Yeah, we're just not going to do anything. It's yeah, not our period. responsibility. If you're in the thick of Pokemon Twitter, I guarantee you've seen it. Just know you're not on the right or wrong side of things. Just don't steer into it. Don't be mean to other players. You know, mm -hmm. these are people you. These are people you're actually going to meet face to face at one point in time, and it's not going to be fun if they have this opinion about you you know coming into these events you know these this, this is literally catching them in the streets type of deal i think and it's it's so much more fun to be there with friends than it is there to be with foes uh exactly but you know maybe their mentality is the less people that show up the better odds i have winning that whole thing and grabbing that 10k man yeah. they're dicks <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, until they fit gun gun restriction laws, there's a really good chance that you don't walk into that event. <laughs> oh man, going, going dark, bro. No, I'm telling good. you that it's it's not nice to be mean to people on the internet, man. People get fucking heated. Yeah, yeah. no. Plus, it's it's tough that when you know the where the shooting happened on on the fourth is literally only twenty. 20 minutes from Shannon and I. So um, they canceled a lot of fireworks out this way. And uh, I actually made us kind of nervous about going to the shed on Saturday. <clears throat> but uh, I called and, you know, figure out like what they do for security wise. It made us feel better. So, yep. you know, you can't, I understand like I, the problem with me, like how close this is, is the closest I've been to since uh, the shooting at NIU in 08. Mm -hmm. Um, you feel like those kind of events is like once in a lifetime and then being so close to another one, like, you know, Chicago's brutal. Like the, there's gun violence all the time out there. But when it, when it gets closer to like a, a shooting massacre like that, it's, it's a little unraveling for sure. Yeah. And but there um, were like nine of them on the 4th of July, just in the United States alone. With yeah. Like 30 plus casualties. Yep. It's insane. And then, I'm, you know, we're not going to get here. This would have been fun. What grinds my gears segment with Scott and then get some fans mad because they don't want to be talked to that way. Yeah. Um, sorry, not to, it's, it is, it's been a tough week. Um, 
it's, and it's just been a tough situation because like what that stuff brought up also I thought about Milwaukee with Aaron and I it was just a quick bag check it's not mm-hmm. like we went through anything it was yeah. unzip I could have moved things and <clears throat> yep, nothing would have no, stopped me there were no metal detectors at SLC you know they social distance away from my bag and saw it from afar like that was an immediate thought I had when I was there too. This hell is scary. But I feel like we've transitioned into something very dark and scary. And I know yeah, that yeah, it's time to get out of here. I feel, it needs to be like public access to like, hey, be safe when you go to these events and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But also, don't fucking cyberbully people. This is borderline cyberbullying. Putting your negative opinion out there, especially if you're supposed to be like a public figure for a brand or like a content creation you represent. Just like keep your negative opinions to yourself. That's that's all we're asking. I think we can all cumulatively agree that that's what needs to be stopped. Yeah. No fun, man. Taking the fun away. Yeah. And that was Pokey Feet. Yeah, Pokey Feelings. All right, you guys ready to open some packs? <laughs> yeah, let's open some packs. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Damn. I have a joke for you, Rick, and I know you'll enjoy this one. Sure. Okay. So... My wife and I this weekend, mm-hmm. we we did like a a a, a three movie back to back marathon, and it was really enjoyable because I got to face the TV. I'm shaking my head just so everybody knows. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Fucking I enjoyed it. Horrible. Second. I heard that one on a different podcast and I knew it was a good dad joke. That was, good. That was great. I love the, the you sip in the Baja at the end. It's perfect. It's a chef's kiss. So, um, what's fun about Pokemon Go is um, you guys don't get to choose packs. So <gasps> you just have to. acceptable. I want yeah. the one with Mewtwo on it. Well, I'm just going to shuffle. Aaron, you'll go first, Drew, and then I'll go. Wow, I was going to get a good one. Now I'm going to get the bad one. Shuffling. Is that how that works? He's weighing them off screen. He's got his little scale. (laughs) Wait a minute. What happened? All right, what are you, Ray? Yep. All right. right, We have four Yolanda titties. Nipples, two penis, ma, two vagina, two, seven, x-ray, victory. All right, we got are you energy that the the go is not on the uh energy cards? I'm thankful every day, but I still kind of wish they were hollow. <laughs> Slow bro, uh, Candela, Ooh, oh, because of the devil, Lunatone, <laughs> Ambipop, Slow Poke. Larvitar. Apom. We're getting all the evolutions and basics. Spinarak. Spark. Reverse hollow. Oh, oh, shit. And a Mel Metal V. Like I said, he gave me the Let's bad one. I want, I'm excited to see the good ones now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how it I'm, goes. I'm going to get my 15th Lapras in a row. I'm super excited for you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got penis nipples, queef, balls, 
my gargle penis to queef dick queef titties Yolanda. We got bluegrass, not the music because it's bad. We have slowbro, candela, lunatone. This pack is looking pretty identical. Okay, bidoof, <laughs> magic carp, broken card, apom. Oh, ah, no metal. Wow. <laughs> eh, Venusaur. Eh, oh, oh, okay. Meltan. <laughs> Squirtle. Reverse Hollow Venusaur. Eh, Galissapod. I just love that that's a huge callback to Galissapod GX. Oh, the uh, second, uh, first attack? Yeah, first impression. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong. All right, we got four penis wood, x-ray for Jacob's dick. Nice. Doug, Melanie, four, and seven, seven. Could have been Jacob's dick dick, like the little bird. Oh, I just, I felt like <laughs> I was thinking about it, but I didn't want to say dick dick. That felt weird. <laughs> and I sold it at Dark Energy. The dick dick felt weird. It did. Eridos. Uh, was it Blanche? Blanche? Blanche. 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 Like Golden Girls, man. Golden Girls. Uh, Evie. Charmander. Apom. Holden Meyer. I'm sorry. Bulbasaur. Yeah. Oh, look. Pikachu. Ooh. What's up? Oh, and Tyranitar. Uh-huh. I said you guys had all the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know how many packs I I'm gonna open, but um, I did not have fun with Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> That's so unfortunate. And and it's crazy because like, um, some cards have skyrocketed like over 100 percent price increase in the past like three days. Wow. Um, where Ditto was hanging around four dollars has jumped to eight bucks, and then the unpeeled Ditto cards are going roughly. Some of them are going for around a dollar more, and then there's one that's going cheaper than the. Di- oh, I don't know what's going on. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and weird. um, and then um, the Radiant Charizard has increased value, which, of course, you know, what do you expect? It's Charizard, right? And then uh, Mewtwo V Star, the Gold and uh, the normal one. So hi- there's a hyper rare version too, right? Mewtwo has three of them. If I remember I think correctly. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. So, those, those have an increased price because uh, people are actually finding out that it's not a bad V star card, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's not gives up one less prize than UV Max and Shadow Rider. It exactly that's uh, that's good, man. That's good, Aaron. What's the question of the week? Ooh, question of the week. Shit. Um. Oh, what, what, oh no! You can't really answer that one through text. I was gonna ask them, "How did I say uh, Tengroth's uh, name?" But you can't really say that through text, so it doesn't work. <laughs> I forgot that you guys know what the question was going to be for about three seconds there. Um, instead, what was the card we talked about? No, we can't use that one either. Shit, guys! There's just so many options here. I got nothing. I'm out. Oh, you know what? What was the price 
uh, that we increased the value of the tan growth to. There you go. The math like question. It. Yep. <laughs> math numbers. Good. That's that's really good. Really good for uh, some five cent hollow rares and a Mel Metal. You know, I um, pulled a Mel Metal V in the video game and as my first pack, and now as my first pack in real life. Sign. Well, if anyone hasn't been able to grab the the Eevee um, box, I will throw the Radiant card in and uh, um, play mat. <laughs> so you'll get that plus the Radiant V and the play mat of the Eevee box. So what was the sure reverse hollow in Aaron's pack? Uh, it was a trainer. It was a trainer. Yeah, Spark. Uh, Spark. So. Um, yeah, so uh, just do that, and then I'll add the Radiant Eevee and the the, um, the playmat, because mm-hmm. uh, we have Pokédad playmats. We're going to use that. I asked Scott if he wanted it. He just wanted the pin. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a shiny pin. You can't go wrong. Um, before we head out, uh, I do have a one cool announcement. Um, the Metacall will be officially sponsored by Geeking Comics. Um, out in Carroll Stream and Bartlett, Illinois. So we will have uh, suburb stuff uh, starting July 22nd. Thursdays, every other Thursday, will be Pokemon League, unofficial leagues until the store gets official. And then um, they will have, you know, hopefully league stuff, champion stuff there to get points in the future. And they'll be able to qualify for um, battle, build a battle tournaments when that stuff drops. Um, the first one will be on July 22nd. And then um, and what what we're going to do is just make awareness that it's happening out in Carol Stream. And then once more people show up, um, it might go weekly. Uh, for now, it will be every other every other week. And then that other every other week will be trade days. So you could come in with your kids, um, friends, whatever, and just trade Pokemon cards. Um, start building a community there out in Carol Stream. Uh, that's Geek in Comics. And um, it's a pleasure to do business with the owner. His name is Billy. Uh, Bill. I don't know why I called him Billy. That's really weird. Um, good Too dude, casual. and yeah, and he's uh, yeah, looking forward to being around us more and stuff like that. So uh, we appreciate the opportunity. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, all things. If you're listening on Spotify and iTunes, five star, five star. Pat's on back. Would deeply appreciate it. Hit the follow button, the notification button, whatever you know floats your boat. We deeply appreciate it. Um, if you want to help support the pod in any way, point we do have a Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/PokeDadsTCG for just two dollars a month gets you into our Discord, all the funny stuff, the deep discussions, and meeting our favorite uh, Patreon Oscar. So have a Oscar. have a good time. He's uh the you know number one poke a day yeah and if you don't want to join the patreon just ignore it <laughs> no no don't ignore it don't ignore it subscribe then ignore it <laughs> oh my god I mean to say that one all day ah <laughs> uh, you son of a bitch oh that's pretty good yeah that's, that's good. pretty good oh my god um she's Drew, before I do our, my use, anything you need to say? Are you good? Uh, just thanks again for everybody tuning into my YouTube channel. Uh, still having a lot of fun making those videos, trying to crank out one to two a week. And uh, you guys have pushed my Mewtwo V-Star video uh, further than the rest of my videos have. I think I'm like elapsing 2,000 views now, and that's super nice. sick. You know, small milestones, and I'll definitely take it. 
Uh, but thank you all, you know, and if you don't already follow Katana TCG on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, on YouTube, do so. I don't say mean things. <laughs> yeah, cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> As always, I'm Polka Dad Rick. I'm Polka Dad Aaron. And I'm the Insane. Hope you guys have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening. Enjoy. If you find any more Go products, I guess. Um, I guess I've read it's being printed very lightly. I, I just find that hard to believe. There's so much shiny fates going around now. Like you just look, you're like, oh, shiny fates. And then soon as going to be like, oh, Pokemon Go. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Just enjoy. Um, get your stuff ready. You know, we still got six months. Find all your Italians and Sobbles and Drizzles and get ready for the beginning of the season because first half of the season we will still have the cards that we're playing with now. So, all right. Sign us up. May your fools. I got nothing. Deuces. What kind of music is it? It's pop, pop punk. punk. Okay, I'll play it. Yeah, I um, I typically won't recommend like rap or like something too heavy for the podcast, just to appease the general yeah demographic of our listeners. I don't know. It just kind of hurts when we had um, Zoro on and he's like, I don't listen to pop punk. I'm like, <gasps> I, dare you. I mean, each their own. We had Ethan Heggie on and I'm not age. even sure. I took, I took it. I took an age different. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> when we're uh, f- like 15 years older than the guys. So. <laughs> yeah, no, it's.